Welcome to the Igniting Hope Podcast, where you will experience catalytic encouragement and practical tools to renew your mind with truth instead of lies, so you can experience transformation in your emotions, circumstances, and influence. Let's break off self-limiting beliefs together like never before. The title of today's podcast is Four Keys to Stay Encouraged. Four Keys to Stay Encouraged. Looking at a definition for discouragement, I found this. Discouragement is a loss of confidence or enthusiasm, dispiritedness. (laughs) Dispiritedness. It's a loss of confidence or enthusiasm, dispiritedness. You know, we've just started our mentorship here, the four-month mentorship that I'm doing on leadership, the eight pillars of leadership. And the first pillar is inspiring and leading ourselves, inspiring and leading ourselves. And so this whole area of learning how to encourage ourselves is such an important quality in life. It's a skill set. It's a skill set that I believe will serve us well. David encouraged himself in the Lord in 1 Samuel 30, verse 6. And I know my own journey of battling discouragement, and we all battle discouragement. It's a, a loss of courage. It's a loss of strength. And I remember as a younger leader and that I would be discouraged all the time, seemingly. And as a young pastor, especially on Mondays, I would be discouraged. And I felt like the Lord said to me, Steve, uh, there's you are the common denominator in all of this discouragement. All the situations are different, but you are always involved. And he said, your discouragement is a bigger problem than what you're discouraged about. There's always going to be reasons to be discouraged. We, we all have reasons where we feel like we're a victim, we're at a disadvantage, where things are happening slower than we think, or there's disappointments uh, in areas that, we, that were surprising. I teach a lot on mindsets and strongholds. And in the Old Covenant, they had literal giants in the Old Testament that were standing in the promised land to be defeated. In the New Covenant, are the giants to defeated our mindsets. Discouragement is one of them. Victim mindset's another. Disappointment. Shame, unworthiness, insecurity, fear, pessimism. But discouragement is something that seems to be at the, the root or it, it's, a, it's a fruit, it's a symptom of pretty much all of them. It says in Isaiah 35, verse 4, it says, Say to those who are fearful-hearted, be strong, fear not, your God will come. And I want to just say to you, uh, whether you're battling discouragement big time is listening to this or you are doing well and you want to go to another level in in staying encouraged. This message is for all of you. So let's let's I want to give you four keys to stay encouraged. Uh, 
Number one is to stir up thanksgiving. Number two is to renew your mind with what is true. Number three is attach faith to who you are and what you're doing. And number four is, is to encourage others. And I say, listen with your spirit, not just your mind. Listen for the aha moments in this message. So the first key to stay encouraged is to stir up thanksgiving. Psalm 100 says we enter his gates with thanksgiving. A gate represents an entry point from one place to another place, from one dimension to another. And if we feel stuck in life, if we feel like we're not moving forward, or we're just repeating the same things, thanksgiving causes us to move through gateways into new areas, into new dimensions of life. Anytime we increase our thanksgiving to God and to people, it is a powerful thing to get us unstuck, but it's also a key to stay encouraged. Pretty much for everybody listening right now, uh, 95% of the people in the world would love to trade places with you. <laughs> would love to trade places with you. You have more going for you than, than going against you. And so just counting your blessings, naming them one by one, we'll be surprised to see what, what God has done. So we stir up Thanksgiving. I use the phrase stir it up. Scripture says, stir up the gifts that are in you. And this is something that as we just take our eyes and, and look at what we're grateful for, start with simple things. Start with, with our health. Start with our, our house. Start with our, the people in our lives. Start with Jesus and he died for us and that we have eternal life, which is not a small thing to say the least. We, we thank God for past victories. We focus on what he did in the past. It'll keep us encouraged. David, when he was attacking Goliath, he said, I've killed the lion and the bear. He stirred up his past victories. Think about testimonies in your life. And then celebrate progress. Celebrate the things that you're doing well in your life. That thank, thank the Lord for those things. Number two is renew your mind with what is true. If we're going to stay encouraged, we renew our mind with what is true. Bill Johnson, senior leader here at Bethel Church in Redding, California, he talks frequently about how he had and I'm sure he still has them, three by five cards. Maybe they're on his phone right now, but he had three by five cards that would have prophetic words for him and he would just keep them by his bed and he would rehearse those. It would keep him encouraged. It would keep him focused on the bigger purpose, upon the bigger plans, the future that the Lord had for him. And certainly we, we recognize that Believing truth, Jesus said the truth will make you free. We first get free in our emotions, then we get free in our circumstances. And truth is what is going to 
help us stay encouraged. If we're believing lies, if we're renewing our mind with lies, and I used to renew my mind only with my feelings and past experience, and I would just keep repeating things. Believing lies restricts us emotionally and then restricts us in our experience. So we believe truth. If we want a different emotion, we need a different belief. We can't just fight emotions. We need to fight the belief systems creating the emotions. Number three, key to stay encouraged is to attach faith to who you are and what you are doing. So much of our tiredness is spiritual, not physical. So much of our tiredness comes because we're doing what we're doing out of duty and obligation, or we're, we're doing what we're doing in doubt or passivity rather than attaching faith. Attaching faith to what we're doing will give us energy, will give us cheerfulness, will give us power. And to stay encouraged, to increase our, our encouragement as we begin to look at our lives and, and we begin to believe what we're doing is significant. Nehemiah was building the wall in the book of Nehemiah in chapter 6. His enemies said, hey, let's meet in the Valley of Ono. <laughs> and Nehemiah said this, why should I come down to you for I am doing a great work? Why don't you just say, I am doing a great work. Say it again with me. I am doing a great work. Those who believe they're doing great works are doing great works. <laughs> That's the way it works. The Lord said, Steve, instead of waiting to do something great, why don't you attach great faith to what you're doing right now and it will become great. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 3, 6, he said, I planted, Apollos watered, and God gave the increase. And just having faith, if you're in a season of planting or a season of watering in your own life or in relationships, uh, in other people, believing that what you're doing is significant. And I just see, even right now through this podcast, the, the grace to believe what you're doing is significant like never before. Without a vision that people perish, without the belief that what we're doing is important and we're being raised up for greater things, we perish. We become discouraged. We become, a, a, we have a lack of energy. And then lastly, we encourage others. A key to stay encouraged is to encourage others. Luke 6.38 says, give and it will be given to you. And that, the context of that verse is not about finances, even though it relates to finances. The context in the verses before us is condemn not and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you. Press down good measure uh, for the measure you use be measured back to you. And so we we recognize that whatever we need, we give away. We need friends, we give away friendship. We want uh, someone 
to be a spiritual father and, or mother to us, we we give away spiritual father and motherhood to others. We start we start doing that. We need finances, we give finances away. If we need encouragement, we give encouragement away. And I, I know you have some of the times when I've been the most discouraged. If I, Lord, encourage them, I, Lord, I don't feel like it, and yet something happens. I, I love. Uh, Levi Hug, he served on my team, just a great leader in the kingdom. And he's he shares about going on an encouragement rampage where he was just in worship one day in, in ministry school and he just decided to go encourage everybody. He got so encouraged, he just overflowed with encouragement. He gets home, he knocks on the neighbor's door and encourages them. Something happens if we, when we encourage others. We give, and it will be given to us. And so these four keys to stay encouraged, stir up thanksgiving. Renew your mind with what is true. I love that. Renew. Do it over and over. Declare truth. Attach faith to who you are and what you are doing. Attach faith to planting and watering and encourage others. Galatians 6.9 says, do not grow weary in well-doing, for you will reap a harvest if you faint not. Do not be weary in well-doing, for you will reap a harvest if you faint not. And wherever you are at on the encouragement scale, <laughs> whether you're battling great discouragement or you are walking in encouragement, I see you're going to go to the next level. We need world. We need encouragers. The first thing I have in my bio, Steve Backlin is an encourager. I'd rather be known as an encourager than an intergalactic apostle. Encouragement is one of the greatest gifts. And as we learn to encourage ourselves, then we are going to have the keys to learn how to encourage other people because everybody else battles the same things you battle. And encouragement is a giant to be defeated. And I say this, when feelings of discouragement come upon you, get excited. Get excited because you got resistance in the spirit realm. You've got resistance. You only get muscle by pushing against resistance. And you are a high-level encourager, and God is going to give you creative ideas of how to encourage other people and cause them to become what they never thought they could become. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. If you like these podcasts, why don't you uh, tell somebody else about them, send them the links so that they can get ignited in hope. And we are here to ignite your hope. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's just people who do not have hope. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. Our hope level determines our influence level. And he who is the most hope has the most influence. It's very difficult to influence that which we do not have hope for, whether it's ourselves, a family member, a nation, our finances, whatever. Our hopelessness about a problem is almost always a bigger problem than the problem. Hope is the belief that the future 
will be better than the present, and I have the power to help make it so. Hope is an overall optimistic attitude about the future based on the goodness and promises of God. Hope is what makes our faith healthy. (laughs) And remember, too, the joy of the Lord is your strength. That's literal. And a merry heart is good like medicine. We don't need strength at the end of the battle. We need strength in the middle of the battle. For pretty much everybody listening today, today's just not a good day to walk in radical joy. Joy in a more convenient season, I will call for you. Now, listen, I've never found where it's convenient to walk in joy. There's always a reason why today's just seemingly not a good day. There's too much uncertainty. Uh, I'm a little apprehensive about uh, this conversation I'm going to have. I had some disappointments in, in life. I'm disappointed with me. I wish I was doing better in that area. You know, there's always a reason, but I need strength now. You need strength now, and we so we stir up joy. We've already talked about encouraging ourselves through stirring up thanksgiving, which is a gateway. We enter as gates with thanksgiving, and thanksgiving, which is a gateway to so many things, is a gateway to joy. We focus more on what we have than what we appear to not have. And then we also stir up our joy by delighting in the Lord. Psalm 37 verse 4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. (laughs) He will give you the desires of your heart. And the delighter is delighting with unfulfilled desires. He or she is delighting with outcomes that, he or she's believing for that haven't happened, prayers that haven't manifested, uh, just disappointments within life. But it's the delighting that is creating the breakthrough for the desire to be realized. It's like, woohoo, the delighter's mantra is, woohoo, Lord, I can't wait to see what you're going to do in this area of my life. I'm so excited to see what you're going to do in my family. I'm so excited to see what you're going to do in this person's life. I'm so excited to see what you're going to do in my finances, in my nation, in my influence. I'm so excited to see how you're going to help me write that book. I'm so excited to see how you're going to lead me into this next season of transition and how you're going to tell me what to do. Yes, it is the opposite of the spirit of heaviness, the delighter. And that's what hope people have because hope people believe they have many options. They don't know. Faith says this is going to happen. Hope says, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know good things are coming. The psalmist said in Psalm 27, I would have lost heart unless I would have believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Would have lost heart. That's, That's discouragement. I would have become discouraged unless I would have believed. Hey, we're just in, just started our mentorships. I mentioned with me and Wendy's doing a separate mentorship. They are coming up. I mean, they're happening. (laughs) And we're still able, just for a, a few more days, you're able to sign up if you would like to do that. And then we're doing our marriage conference. It's here. It's a marriage retreat in Redding, California. That is going to be 
in November. Let me just get the dates for you exactly. Yes, uh, it's November 17th and 18th here in Reading, our marriage retreat. It's going to be so, so good. Hey, before I close, let me just share a couple things I'm hearing as I pray over the Igniting Hope podcast listeners. Uh, I'm hearing that the Gospel of John is a key book in this hour, especially chapters 4, chapters 8, chapters 15, and chapter 21. 4, 8, 15, and chapters 21. And, and also, I'm, I'm just hearing that doors are opening into the sports field even more for people. That coaches, cheerleading coaches, umpires in baseball, athletic trainers, there's a grace in the whole sports field, sphere of society that is powerful. There's so many believers in that area. And I just see a revival like never before there. A couple other things. There's people within the sound of my voice where you've been thinking about downsizing and there's grace to downsize to, to pull back, to get margin in your time, to get margin in your finances, and then to build up from there. I'm hearing that the nations of Argentina and Brazil and Colombia and South America, there's, there's great harvest fields there. Those, those nations are key. And I'm hearing that the Spanish-speaking and the Mandarin-speaking people of the world are key uh, plus, the African-American community in America is key in this next move. There's others that are key, but I want to highlight those three. Spanish-speaking, Mandarin-speaking, and the African-American community in America is key in revival. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this podcast or watching it on our Igniting Hope YouTube channel. Thanks so much. Thanks for praying for Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you for those of you who have sown financially into Igniting Hope. If you have a desire to do that, you can go to ignitinghope.com and, and you'll find the button to do that there. Also, we have many resources on that website. We love you. Praying great grace over you. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening. You can be a part of our live stream of this Igniting Hope podcast by joining our social media channels on YouTube and Facebook and hitting notifications. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review. Help us get the message of hope out to more people by liking and sharing this podcast. Also, we have so many more incredible resources for you, including books, events, and courses on our website, ignitinghope.com. And why don't you say this concerning the message in today's podcast? I receive it and I'll never be the same again.